Welcome to Simple Kicking, the show by special teams for special teams. Simple Kicking provides football's latest special teams news, insights, and interviews with kickers, coaches, recruiters, and agents to give players the best chance of success on their career path. And now, your host, former Division I kicker for LSU and Rice University, James Harrison. Welcome back to the second segment of the Big Ten Roundtable with Jake Moody and James McCourt. On this segment, we're going to dive in a little bit deeper. So enjoy the Simple Kicking Show. This is the Special Teams Lounge with two of the best kickers in the Big Ten. Well, there's a reason why this podcast is the Simple Kicking Podcast. There's a reason why it's kind of a lounge because you keep it simple here, man. You kick back. You take it easy. You talk about what works for you. You talk about your struggles. You you hang out with one another. And the whole point here is to help each other grow. Yeah, definitely. I love that. Like, because like, like I said, once you, the best way for me to improve is by like, honestly, is by asking other kickers like questions about, uh, their approach to, uh, kicking because, you know, competition, like everyone like, at the end of the day is competing. Everyone has that end goal. They want to, you know, whatever it is, go play in college. They want to go to the NFL. And at the end of the day, you know, Jake and I both want to do this to our best of our ability. And that means that we're competing with each other, but it doesn't really, we all like kind of appreciate what each other do. You know, I appreciate how Jake kicks and his mental approach. I know like his freshman year, he went in there and had, I know yeah, like five or six field goals in one game, like your first game playing. And I remember watching that and I was like, I think I'm two years above you. And I was like, damn, like this kid's a freshman and like, I want to do what he's doing. And I was comparing myself to someone two years younger and appreciating that. And I've like, that was something new to me. And this like grown appreciation that I've had for people and kickers has like kind of humbled me and helped me learn and improve my craft. And that's what I kind of like about, you know, the whole, kicking whatever fraternity whatever it is because everyone appreciates each other in it because they know what they go through they know the highs of kicking they know the lows of it they know what it's like to miss they know what it's like to make and yeah that's it's pretty awesome uh i was really excited to uh join this not not only to just kind of like share my experiences but to also learn from this um because obviously james is a great kicker so i was just kind of excited to pick his mind and like kind of see like his thought process when he goes out there to kick and just kind of pick up little little things throughout this entire thing so walk us through it james like uh, it's third down yeah we could even start i mean normally once the ball kind of passes the 50 i kind of get into a, a little bit of a, a zone um i don't really like just me personally, I don't really like kicking too many balls into the net. Um, you know, I'll kick like a couple one steps and then maybe one or two fulls with uh, the holder. Like one or Caleb, uh, the other kicker on the team, he'll hold for me because Blake might be getting ready for punting or something. And I don't really want to mess with him too much. Um, but yeah, and then I kind of, I started just hanging out by, you know, the 50 yard line where the Gatorades are and stuff like that. I kind of just started hanging out there and just this is like kind of this positivity like positive like i always talk about like positive affirmations and stuff like that and you know i'll I'll write down in my notebook before a game like two positive affirmations that i have like it could be as like corny as like i'm a savage or or something stupid like i don't know something like that something positive something that can 
kind of give you the confidence that you need. And I can replay those in my head, you know, just like those positive affirmations. And I started kind of implementing that more and more. I wish I knew this earlier, but I implemented that throughout the season and it really helped me kind of get into the mindset of, you know, an athlete and not just a kicker and kind of being a part of the game. Cause I really do enjoy football and I enjoy watching it and I enjoy knowing what's, what's going on in the game. Um, just cause I, you know, I feel like our positions as important as any other, when it comes to like, we put points on the board where we have field position, um, that just helps. And yeah, I guess my mental approach has kind of gone from being kind of a spectator and going on for one play at a time to kind of being an athlete, being an asset to the team and going on there and doing my job. Um, but yeah, I, when it comes to like kicking and stuff like that on the sidelines, I do, I'm in the net, but I'm not, I always see a lot of kickers and I, you could be one that are in the net all game. And I don't know. I just, that for me, I don't really get the same, I'd rather visualize a kick hitting my foot in a better way uh, than kind of hitting the ball like 20 times in the net until I get that feeling that I want. But how about, how about you? Like what are you, I was going to ask you about kind of uh short, like sh- your mental approach to shorter kicks and stuff like that, because you know, that's where I struggled a little bit last year inside 45. Um, and that's something I'm really trying to improve on this year. I, I try my best to obviously go out there with the mindset that every kicks the exact same kick. Uh, it's the same steps. So you just got to line it up different depending on what hash you're on and all that. But, um, yeah, I mean, I try and think of every kick as the exact same kick, but obviously it's going to be a little different from a PAT to like a 60 yarder. Yeah. That's so. why I say, yeah. I like, I say that cause like, I forgot who I was talking to. Um, but they're asking like, is every kick the same kick? And you're like, yeah, it is. But it's not really the same kick. Like I, I, I don't really like, I like going to that mindset for certain things, but then I also, you have to adapt in certain situations. You know what I mean? Like not every, not every golf shot is the same golf shot, you know? And you have, you have different clubs. And sometimes I like using that. Like sometimes you need to pull out a driver or seven iron or whatever. And, um, but yeah, I agree with you there. Um, but do you like, do you like hitting in the net and stuff like that? Or what, what's your deal with that? Um, yeah, I haven't really been like a whole, like a net, like hitter. I don't, I don't like to hit a hundred balls before I go out there. I just try and hit maybe three to five max. Um, because honestly, when you're out there, it's what you did in the net's not really going to matter. Um, like whatever happens out there happens and you can't really control it. So Exactly. And I also like to think like, I don't want to waste like a good kick into the net. So I, I won't waste like 15 swings, but right before I go out there. Mm-hmm. So if the line of scrimmage for a short kick, let's say it's on the 15 yard line ball spotted on the, on the 15 right hash, where are you actually standing on the sideline before you run out? Um, so I come in, I try and come in around like 20 to 25 yards behind the ball. And kind of like do a little bit of a like a J shape, like a half, like a U shape. Uh, get on the hash mark it's going on, and kind of walk down. Or not the like kind of walk down my line, and do like one one or two dry dry swings, and then pick out. Um, what I do is I kind of get to my ball, and then I pick out something like I pick out a target. Um, I don't really focus too much on the uprights. I kind of pick out a target, whether it be something in the scoreboard or something on the net pick that out and then 
kind of do my steps back and steps over. Um, you know, I've tried different things like picking out the center of the, uh, with the crossbar. I've still tried picking out or not aiming, you know, just aiming at like just imagining something to aim at that's in the middle. But, uh, I think what works best for me is actually having a physical, physical, like, like landmark that I can look at. And that's really kind of the only thing going through my head right before the kick. I, I also like to uh, pick out like a, like a little individual thing um, for home games a year ago, they actually made it pretty tough for us um, because we have our giant scoreboards right above the goalposts. So what they used to do was they would like zoom in right on our face so when I'd go yeah. up to pick my target, I'd be staring myself in the face. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was pretty awkward. So we had to uh, contact whoever the video guy was, and we told him to just put up a big block M so I could pick out different little corners on the M, depending on where I'm at. And uh, I felt like that helped a lot, just that little simple change from videoing us to just putting a big block M up there. Do you kind of, are you, do you take into account like a lot of wind or no? In the big 10, it's, you definitely have to take into account the wind. Um, depending on the stadium, you have to know how the wind will blow around. And, um, I think it was Wisconsin, uh, the way their stadium set up is, the way that you feel it on the field, it's actually blowing the opposite way once you get like a certain height in the air. Mm -hmm. So you, you could be thinking that you have a field goal with the wind at your back when in reality it's gusting in your face once it gets above like 10 feet. Okay. So uh, it's, it's really tough to play the wind, but I, I like to take the uprights and like split them into these different sections. So I'll have like, uh, like L1 is like a little bit left to center and then L2 and L3. Mm -hmm. And so depending on how strong the wind is, um, I, I evaluate it with my coach also. And he'll tell me what he thinks, like whether it's L1, L2 or L3 on how far over I should start aiming or just around there. And then I try and pick a spot within that zone to aim at. Gotcha. That's pretty cool. I've never really heard that before. I like that. Yeah, that's that's definitely helped out a lot rather than just kind of blindly like aiming right or left. It gives yeah. you something to actually really focus on. Yeah. Are you are you picking the your target um on your steps over or your steps back? Cuz I've always kind of had this like internal arguing myself. I was like, All right, I pick my my target on my steps back and then I get over to my my spot it can be, you know, not in the center or, um, like, should I pick my target or just a line? Then when I take my steps over, then pick a center target. So what do you, what do you do? Um, I, I always try and pick my spot, um, on my steps back because mm -hmm. that's when it's where I'm trying to aim. So, um, I just trust my steps. I pick out the spot and then I've practiced my steps so many times that I know that I'm going to end up in the exact same spot within like an inch or two. So I pick out that spot that I want to kick it to, uh, before I take my steps over. And I just know that after I took my steps over, if, if I picked out the spot correctly and my steps back, then 
I don't have to worry about it changing. So yeah. Do you look up at that spot on your steps over or are you just directly to the ball or the snapper or wherever? Do you look at the snapper or do you look at the holder? Um, I I used to be a uh, – I would follow the ball from the snapper to the holder. Yeah. But I recently switched to just looking down at, like, the spot where the ball is going to get placed. Yeah. And I think that just kind of, like, the less movement, uh, the more consistent you're going to be, like the less yeah. moving parts – so I, th- I think that's actually helped me out a lot. Yeah. I like that too. It kind of saves me from not being like too fast the ball. Like if I can get that off time, like around one, three, uh, like I'll even, I'm kind of, I, I, I lean on like a one, three, two more one, three, three. I'm just, but, uh, I don't really think it affects it too much. But if I, if I look at the ball coming from the snapper, I feel like I'm too fast the ball and then I'm like all over on top of it. And my plant foot could be, you know, in different places. Um, so whenever you're, I've got the pro post pulled up here and that's been, that kind of breaks it down into, you know, the nine foot width right down the middle and leaves you, you know, roughly four and a half feet on the outside. If you've got a wind, typically where's that wind coming at, uh, at Michigan stadium, is it coming from left to right, right to left? What is it typically? Uh, honestly, it changes during the game. It'll, it'll be going from right to left. And then in the next quarter, it's going left to right. So, um, I mean, you, you never really know until you're out there. So, so this is going to be, you know, dead middle down the center, you know, you have a right to left wind. What is your target line going to be? Um, honestly, if it's, if it's not like a super strong wind, but it's not like really calm either, uh, let's say maybe like five to 10 miles an hour, um, from the, like the right center that you have right there, I'd honestly probably aim at that, uh, right, like upright in the middle, the right pro post. Yeah. The pro post, I would probably, yeah, aim right around there and, I just got to trust that I'm going to hit a straight ball and uh, the wind should take it right into the middle. What about for you, James? Same situation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty similar to that. Um, I don't really, I don't really like aiming, uh, you know, too far outside of, uh, you know, right center and left center. Um, Just because for me, like my mentality towards that is just like, if you aim for the center and I miss right, it's going to go in. Miss aim for the center, miss left, it's going to go in. Uh, you know, small misses. Um, and I remember when I it was interesting, like when I was our bowl game was over in um, in San Francisco and played at the 49ers Stadium. And Chase played for the 49ers when Robbie Gold was on uh, IR for a couple of weeks, and he had uh, Robbie Gold had painted. He had like some workers at the stadium paint. Um, like, I don't know, like must be like three, like three stories up, like the, the highest, uh, rows of like, you know, where the scoreboard, like the, uh, the small scoreboard strip, but it was like just concrete. And he had painted probably, probably the size of like the, uh, the, uh, pro the pro posts, the ribbon. ribbon, but it was, it was concrete and probably the size of the pro post he had painted in like a, uh, in like a dark grade or like a black color. And he said he like, he would never really aim outside, outside, uh, that, um, and that was a pretty windy stadium over there. 
And, you know, I kind of like that once, like if I start aiming a little too far, right, I just, I'm not, I'm not comfortable back in my steps. And that's kind of the most important thing for me. If I'm comfortable back there, that's all that really matters. You know, if, if I'm back there and I'm like, uh, maybe I should have aimed a little more left or maybe, should, and I'm just second guessing. And I have all these thoughts that are going through my mind um, before the kick, then, then I've lost, you know, I've lost the battle already. Typically when you're maybe hitting from, the left hash. So I'm, I'm kind of interested. Do you guys know your tendencies? If you were kicking from call it 33 left, this left middle where your, where your misses would be or where you not even where you miss but your tendencies are where your ball crosses the uprights. Um, for me, um, my tendencies, uh, I'm actually pretty solid on the left hash. Like I'll give myself that, but on the right hash, um, is where I struggle more. Um, I have a tendency to miss it to the right from the right hash. And that's just a result of my steps not being um, perfect. And it's not just my steps. Um, last year, I figured that uh, after I took my steps, I like to take kind of like a little extra step back with my left foot. And I was angling my right foot a little bit farther right than I usually did when I was like for a middle kick. And so that was kind of leaving all my balls out to the right. So I've really worked hard on the right hash lately to uh, improve those kicks so I can just get rid of those tendencies. Even when you make it, you see these blue arrows where I'm, I'm kind of drawing it. Is that typically where you make it as well? Yeah, I uh, unless I absolutely like rip my hips like way too hard. Um, all my makes from the right hash are usually going in on that right side where those blue arrows are. So I've been trying to work on getting those down the middle rather than just kind of sneaking them in from the right side. What about you, James? You said that you were struggling with shorter kicks. Was there certain areas on the field that you were struggling with on those shorter kicks? Yeah. So for some reason, like between the 30 and the 40 on the left hash, um, I had this tendency to kind of block my hips out and hit the super like spinny ball that would end up uh, right. I wouldn't really be able to get um, through the ball like I would want to. Uh, so I would kind of leave my hips open. My plant foot would be aimed too far right and just wouldn't be able to close my hips down uh, towards my target line. And it would just result in this kind of high spinny kick that would end up uh, – going out to the right and uh yeah i really haven't like with like jake i really didn't have a problem with uh pulling the ball too much to the left uh if anything i think uh of all my i think i missed one kick last year that was to the left and that's because my i pulled it way too much so i was worried i was gonna miss it right but every all my other misses were to the uh right upright so that was something i really you know honed in on was my left hash kicks and uh yeah, I definitely feel more comfortable just really focusing on getting my hips through more than I than I think on the left hash uh, and taking my and trying to trusting my steps. I'd have a kind of a a tendency to uh, kind of take more of like an obtuse angle on the left hash. Just visually, it's kind of more appealing for a kicker for a left for a right footed kicker. I feel like if you see that a lot on the left hash, guys will kind of straighten out uh, their steps over. Um, because on the right hash, I feel like 
uh, for me and uh, some for right-footed kickers, you kind of feel like you're more downhill, uh, if that makes sense. And I don't know. I just feel more. I feel more comfortable on the right hash uh, for some reason. And on the left hash, I felt like I was working uphill, and I had to kind of close down my hips. And I just wasn't really trusting it because I thought I was going to hook the ball. But uh, and and even when you make it, are you making it inside the right upright? When I make my left hash kicks, I kind of have a little bit of a draw on my kit on my balls, so they kind of draw in pretty nicely to the the center. Uh. Yeah, because uh, I don't know. I just I feel like if I hit my if I hit my a ball, uh, they tend to just tail off a little bit to the left, uh, just because I'm uh, I don't know. I just I just kind of like that visually. Also, just I like I don't know why. So using like a simple kicking tracker, your a ball is going to start a little bit off to the right, and it's going to come back down here. Yeah, not even like crazy center. Just kind of like kind of if I'm aiming from the thirty three on the left, it will kind of finish right over the. Uh, you know, right or right, uh, pro post. Okay. And then Jake, what's your a ball from the left hash? Yeah. Mine's uh, actually really similar to that. I like to have like a little bit of draw to mine. Um, my a ball is not going to be like dead straight. Um, it'll always kind of have like a little bit of a draw to it. And I think that's kind of a result of my swing type, which is kind of more, across rather than just straight up and down so i i think that really it depends on how you swing and it's not just like it just by coincidence so uh i think that i get that little bit of draw because of how i swing and then what about your b-ball jake where's your b-ball from from this left middle area um my b-ball would actually have like a little bit more of a like straighter flight path and it would probably end up right of the pro post. It's a, yeah, it's a pretty dead straight ball, but uh, it'll, it won't have quite as much power behind it and uh, it'll be a little bit more of like a fast spinner. So I'm just not really making like great contact with it. Yeah, mine is pretty pretty identical to that, honestly. You know, kind of kind of a, a spinny ball that um, kind of cuts through the wind a little better. And, you know, I don't really mind those balls too much. Obviously, a B-ball is fine. Um, because what I kind of realized is this ball spinning faster. Um, like, if the holder – if we're going against the wind, and I, I tell Blake, I'm like, yeah, can you lean the ball a little bit more forward on this one? Because uh, for me, that makes the ball spin a little more. And it kind of cuts through the wind, what I've found. Uh, so the wind doesn't really affect it too much. But, yeah, same thing. My b-ball will be a little more spinny, ending up uh, towards the right upright. So if I was to cut the field goal post in half, what we're finding out about y'all's A and b-ball is that from the left, you both have a tendency to make the kick between the middle of the upright and the right upright. You know, And, and that's perfectly bisected by the pro post. And this brings up an important point that you guys have identified in your own careers. Hey, if I'm going, you know, in golf, they talk about managing your miss. Why don't we manage our miss in kicking, you know? And this comes down to a key word that, that James brought up earlier, which is trust and specifically trusting your steps. Hey, Simple Kicking fans, this marks the second intermission. The following segment will talk more about trust, competing, 
and recruiting. So check back for the third and final segment of the Big Ten Roundtable.